Greetings and salutations, listeners and viewers. Uh, welcome back now to the 11th episode of the Memory Historical Linkages podcast. Uh, continuing on from episode 10, uh, we are joined uh, again by uh, Rachel Bernard, and we, uh, as, as, as always, are uh, Sarah Ward, Alison Paradis, Tasha Smith, and me, Mr. Dress Up. No, John <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's it. Yes, um, yeah. So, uh, well, it's been known to happen. I, sure. I, I've appeared in a number of guises over the years. Uh, <laughs> but uh, last week we talked a lot about uh, about Rachel's time uh, with the Spirits of the River program at Beau Bears Island uh, and her research into Comte Esperance and her uh, interpretation of that history and sharing that story with a number of people. Now, ooh, uh, we had a near miss last week uh, with uh, with with her research. We uh, we almost we almost got into the topic for today. Um, My bad. But so I know you've been waiting. You've been waiting. You know, uh, with bated breath for a week to find out what the the biggest surprise uh, in Rachel's research was. So I will I will delay no longer uh, and turn things over. Uh, for that, for that big surprise, Rachel. Uh, thank you. Um, yes, uh, we almost uh, had a flop there, the last one, but no, we really, we're good. We're good. Um, this is interesting because, like I said, it, it was a full winter of reading material and and immersing myself in the story and immersing my character into the story so that I could become this Marie Jacqueline Bellefontaine in order to do what I was doing. Um, so. Um, as I said in the, in, in the previous show, I was, I am originally from Dalhousie. My daughter was born in Dalhousie. We moved when she was a baby, but, uh, my roots are in Dalhousie. Um, and of course, myself growing up, Dalhousie was my home. Um, I'm Acadian, so my roots came from, uh, Nova Scotia, from Grand Prix. Where they got from point A to point B, I don't know, uh, at this point when I'm, you know, until 2009. So anyway, in 2009, or at the winter of 2008 and 9, I'm, I'm studying, I'm, I'm looking, you know, at history, Acadian history. And, uh, some of the things that I, I that really caught my eye were the people that were at Can Esperance. There were a variety of, uh, age groups, like there, there were babies, there were adults, there were teenagers and, these, these specific young men, uh, which was, you know, another part that I was reading about, three or four of these young men that were there with no family, I don't know if they got separated along the way, but um, these three, four young guys um, were there. And uh, when they first arrived right at the beginning, which was in the end of summer, beginning of fall, they didn't wait until winter hit. They didn't wait until, um, you know, everything started to freeze up. They just left. I suppose being teenagers, just like today, they were antsy and they just had to go. <laughs> so, um, so they left. So these three or four young men took off and made their way up, um, as any, anybody would have done at the time would have followed along the water and made their way up north. I wonder, um, sorry, quick note if they took portage trails. <laughs> just just hit me where i was like yeah to go from here to up north they probably would have taken the portage trails i'll research that later yeah research that anyway so <laughs> so so um my family name is bernard um my grandfather has uh 
he's he was very big on genealogy and he has the full tree right down to um the our ancestor that arrived from uh France to Capri. Uh so I have all the names and um so the young men that left uh from Miramichi to go up north uh one of them was Charles Bernard and Charles Bernard is my ancestor and he made his way up north along with three other young boys or young men of 16, 17, whatever. And they all, uh, you know, settled in different pieces of land when they got up north, which was the Dalhousie, Balmoral area and the Charlotte area. And so they got settled there and, uh, you know, had farms and they, they became farmers. So, you know, up right down to my great grandfather's family, uh, they were all farmers. So, I'm reading all of this and I thought, wait now. So I go back and I read in the northern part of the province, the Acadian history. And my ancestor, Charles Delnaud, was a, a really short, chunky kind of guy. As he grew older, he was just, you know, a short, chubby man. And his nickname was Charlot. And so it turns out that the village Charlot was named after him because he was the first settler into that area. Well, the first known settler to be in that area. So I have to say this blew my mind. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how I told Allison about it, but I went, Oh my God, I really like, I mean, I knew my ancestor settled there, but I didn't know that the name Charlo was named after him. I really had to dig to find that out. And it wasn't that much digging, but I, I couldn't believe it. His nickname was Charlo and, and just the connection, but that was one thing, but that he actually came to Miramichi. So that really, so then when I would get into character, that is all I could think about. Had Charles Bernard, Charles Belmont, had he not stopped in Miramichi, where would he, where would he have been? Where would I have grown up? Where would, you know what I mean? Like those, that stayed with me for the longest time. I really had to calm it down a little bit because I thought, wow, where, where would I be right now if, if he hadn't taken that road, if he hadn't gone that way or so, so yeah, to me, that was, um, I was quite a, quite a discovery. I, I was, um, because how often do you get to discover something like that from your own background, right? Alison, how did that make you feel? Because I mean, that, you know, you knew, you knew my grandfather, your great grandfather, because he, he died just, you know, about what, 20 years ago. Um, so you still had a chance to meet him, but, and he was quite the character, but had, had, had I not known that piece of story, I don't know, that just makes it so much richer where, where I come from anyway. I think, yeah, I think the part that I thought was always really cool is I like to make those like, like connections of, you know, you and I ended up back in Miramichi long before we knew that, mm. that he had been here. Well, we moved here in 2000. Yeah. And so then, I know. and then we have my cousin who lives in Charlotte now and we have, you know, like we still have family up in Dalhousie and so to be able to kind of to to find out factually that that was the trail our ancestor I can took. close my eyes and I can just see you know like you yeah. know what I mean? just just from reading it I can just see these four kids going up and well and there's something there's something oh, about gosh. that that like makes me think all the time of like um like, was it, I don't know how to say it without sounding cheesy, but was it almost like predetermined, like in our DNA, that these were the regions that 
we were, were gonna going live? to stay in. We were going I to live know. in and we were, I you know, know, like, yeah, is, is the same thing that drew him to these certain areas, the same things that drew us to these certain areas, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think about that a lot. I mean, Tasha, you, you were going to, you wanted to say something? Oh, well, just to branch off of what you guys were discussing about the Portage trails, when Sean and I were doing that visit at the St. John Archive New, B, uh, New Brunswick Museum, I came across those files for Father Pacific. And remember how I, I asked for your help to translate them since I'm not very good at reading French and like 95% of it was written in French. Um, well, some of it I was looking across, I was asking Sean to like translate some of it for me. <laughs> I was there for the immediate kind of thing. And uh, we were coming across some portage trails that were for sure used by Acadians and the Mi'kmaq people um, in the Listagouche area. So I'm thinking that maybe we could find some of these answers about these portage trails and if your mom and you and I could all get together at some point to look at these documentations. And yeah. I think maybe we could connect these dots pretty quick. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the things that are that are out there for us to discover yet? I mean, it, I mean, I discovered this, and it wasn't supposed to be part of. I just, I just had shivers when I, you know, realized that I'm living in Miramichi. I'm acting. I'm, I'm standing on a piece of land that my ancestor Charles. I mean, I mean, when you're, yeah. you know. The Mi'kmaq people, I mean, I, I say that, but they live, they live on their land. They, but for us, it was, we, we didn't have anything connecting us. But when I read that Charles was there and I'm standing there, I thought that is just, that's mind blowing. I mind-blowing. think that's what is so cool to me is standing somewhere that you know exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there is somebody who is the reason I am alive right now. Yeah. Who stood exactly where I'm standing. I just think that's so fascinating. Um, like that, that connection, it yes. brings it like a, yeah. it it in a sense, because you you get those roots that are. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes it feel way more real, you know, like way yeah. more, I don't know, meaningful, I guess. Um, not just reading it from a book. You're like almost kind of. I was yes, going to say that. Exactly. To right. an extent, experiencing it. When you're reading, yeah. It's not a typical piece of history. It's not a typical piece of history. You know, the typical piece of history is the Acadians were deported, uh, deported, sorry. And the Acadians were, uh, they, they flee, you know, they would flee the, their area that we all know. But for me to have that personal connection that way was extremely, um, yeah, mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. It's interesting too when, when you talk about your last name, Bernard. And I know there's First Nations people that are Bernards. Yep. Yep. So why did I, that Bernard I, name connect it? Well, see, and I and I know like so Charles Charles uh, arrived from uh, uh, Grand Pré in Nova Scotia in in seventeen seventeen fifty six fifty seven. So before that he was there. So I'm not sure because I know one Bernard came from from uh the region of Poitou in France and he arrived. So I don't know if and it I don't know because I know that there are um and that was the first time I um, I heard the last name Bernard. Um and I think it was it is it in Manakanagiag or is it and in, in other regions, but um, I thought, oh, because at home I had never heard the last name Bernard um, 
associated to, with the indigenous people because it was not a, it was the Bernards were the French Acadian name. But here I was surprised. And, and then people yeah. would ask me, uh, oh, are you from Metapanagia? I go, no, no. Yeah, I actually <laughs> took a genetic yeah, test, exactly. like a DNA it's test. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Because, um, yeah, yeah, I took one of those DNA tests and they did say, like, there's a certain, I can't remember the exact percentage now, but that that in our lineage, there's a certain percent um, of our DNA that is indigenous. That I'm I'm curious mm-hmm. to know if that would be linked with the Bernard name or where in my, you know, uh, could be. I mean, I that wouldn't surprise um, me at all. When it comes to first, yeah, when it comes to First Nation names, um, actually, I believe in history, Indigenous people had their traditional names, but because g- right. government wanted to document things, right, and they couldn't pronounce yeah. the Indigenous language. So they gave to, to me, I call it label, that they lay, put labels on people's. Yeah. So that they can pronounce and they can document and they can keep track of people. It's interesting because it's the same thing with, with uh, the French Acadians when they were, uh, you know, in, years later when they were settling in and, you know, a Le Blanc, uh, in order to get a business or do anything, he had to change his last name to White. White. Uh, Oquin had to change their names to Wedge. Um, so, you know, things like that. Yeah. I did not know about Wedge, actually. Oh, really? I had no idea that Oque was Wedge. When you started saying Oque, I was like, I'm just going to say, there's nobody with the last name The Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Wedge. <laughs> Wedge. Yeah. Of course. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because when you talk to like older indigenous people, they always say like, uh, I noticed that they'll they'll make comic like you know you know I met so and so on, and they'll kind of, I noticed that here they'll kind of like make a comic like I said, oh you're talking about the gundos, and I get them like okay they they're they're like have a last name like an either Augustine or Ward whatever, but and I asked my husband why did they say that they said because the, this I guess gundo means like a rock or something because I'm not Mi'kmaq so anyway so I said. I guess that's how they kind of like knew which community or which family they belonged to because it had to do with the um, landscape or environmental, some kind of uh, landmark. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay. So now when I, I try to listen to who's who, like, you know. Yeah. Because well, it's um, the same thing where in, I come in, from, in, we go by chances. Yeah. So we kind of know who's related and who's not related. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand the history of the, the Mi'kmaqs here, how they connected or like before colonization, how did they relate to each other? How, how did they know which family, which I know is a lot of them is uh, lost because of the, the colonization of residential school, people were displaced. So I think people are trying to still connect in a lot of ways or like, like as you say in Acadia, we don't really know where I, we came from. How do we connect to, to be here? And I think some indigenous people are doing the same thing too because they didn't have a community to go to after they came out of residential school because they didn't know which family they belonged to or which community they belonged to. So they settle here and there in certain communities. Interesting. And the Acadians have a, a similar way that we, I think I've mentioned it to you guys before, um, that to know somebody's like history, like family history, um, you would say 
Like, for example, like my name would be Alison Amario Aloza. So, so Alison to Mario, who belonged to Loza, who belonged to like, you know, that. So we kind of do our lineage um, as you go, which I always thought was interesting. And maybe one of my favorite things, my grandmother is she's been dealing with dementia for the last number of years. And she can tell you, like my son, she'll start at my son and she'll do Theodore all the way up to, I don't know, I think she's at like eight or nine generations up that she still can remember every single name in that lineage. And I just, she's been saying it to me since I was a kid. Like You'll it's be hearing just, it again tonight, by the way. And I get to see her tonight. So she will, <laughs> she will absolutely. So she is, she's my dad's mom. And so we, uh, so she'll say, you know, Theodore to Allison to Mario to Loza to Theodore to, and then it just Michel, keeps Michel, going. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. There's like five or six Michelles in a row. In a row. <laughs> like, honestly. And if you miss one, she'll correct you. She'll yeah. go, no, no. Yeah, no, cut. She'll say, there's four of them. Okay. I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle. That's one way that, that we had the connection of generation to generation. But another one was also the merchants. Um, like, like a, a butcher in French, a boucher. I'm using that as an example because your husband's husband. last name is Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that were names that stuck if you didn't have a last mm-hmm. name that, and, and we're talking way, way, way back, but, um, that's how last names were created. And that was, yeah. many cultures did that, but the Acadians did it. Yeah. I had a, um, I was thinking when we we're talking about all this, you said that, uh, Charlotte was named after your ancestor and would that have been the last name? His first name, because he was, because he was his short nickname. and chunky, his nickname was Charlo, which is like kind of, yeah. And so they, they took his nickname and, and named it the, the village of Charlo. Oh, okay. So I'm curious. Have you come across anything throughout your research, um, of place or naming places based on, uh, what's in that area, like environment? Uh, for example, cause a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the, I was at Tamaganops River and the place name for that when it's translated from Mi'kmaq. And I'm not fluent. I'm still learning. So I apologize if I butcher this and anyone can correct me, even our listeners, please. And thank you. I'll take in all, you know, pieces of advice. But, uh, so De Maha would be pipe for like a type of pipe for use to smoke out of. And then, uh, De Moe is tobacco. And those are kind of like all along the similar spellings of, uh, Tanaganops River. Um, because the word for Mi'kmaq, it kind of re- translates to something that looks like a pipe. And from some of the stories and interviews I've done, I've learned that um, uh, up that river a wee bit, there's supposed to be stone, uh, a type of stone rock there that uh, all Indigenous communities across Canada would go there and travel to get the stone for their stone pipes in order to use for their cultural practices. Uh, it's in the midst of becoming a protected land at this moment. But um, so I was just kind of curious of the connection for Acadians naming places and Mi'kmaqs because we would name it based off of uh, what was there, what we used there or how it looked. Or like for another example, I was told Medmanagia is translated into mountains and our community is located near mountains. Um, or like uh, there was another one that's losing my 
I know that there's been talk about Miramichi being a Mi'kmaq word, and I actually want to talk to a few more people before I find like the actual translation of that meaning, but just something along those, like I was curious. <laughs> it's interesting you say that from Miramichi because I, 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 I'm not sure if that, if Sean, um, can chime in on this one. I, I think Sean helped me with that one, Sean and, and Peter, um, when we were trying to go through what Miramichi actually meant and it was the, the river that splits and it was, it was Mi'kmaq for the river that splits or, do you remember that, Sean? I mean, because we went back and forth on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm not sure where we, where we landed in twenty in two thousand and nine, but I know myself in the in the meantime and in the in between time, uh, I've definitely been told a lot of different translations for what Miramichi means. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm sure because sure I think we would. Yeah, we were George, and he's called it Little Restigush, right? Little Restigush, Little right. or something like that mm-hmm. is what he called. He said mm-hmm. that was the, the original name. Then I talked to uh, Catfish, Lloyd Guinness, and he had a couple of stories that had to do with the Miramichi. He pronounced them, and we call it Miramichi, but he pronounced it differently. And he said that that means the White River or something like that. But he had pronounced it. I think it'd be good to talk to uh, Lloyd to to get that uh, his version mm-hmm. of it. But I know that I've been here for thirty something years, and I'm still trying to figure out what or who named Miramichi or what it means. Like you know, I asked That's him. It's always a different story. Different well, and we can't forget. Yeah, we can't forget that it was Chatham and Newcastle too, right? So I do wonder, like. Like it, the history of it being the Miramichi is not. Is we're not, talking about the river, I guess, mostly. Then, if you're going to yes, go there, yeah, yeah. But so, if we were able to see, mm-hmm. like, like why we decided to turn it all into Miramichi, then it should be easier to be able to find. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think. I don't know. I know, it, you know, I I think of up north. Uh, I'm from Dalhousie, and I know the original name. That, that's not. That, not the original name. They were all uh, indigenous, indigenous yeah. uh, areas, um, but the town of Dalhousie itself was named after a captain whose name was Dalhousie. So, and he wasn't French. And I know, and I know nothing about that part of the history. But um, I mean, I've read it a long time ago. It just never stuck with me. But it was after a, a, a boat captain. I think we talked about this before too, that a lot of Acadian names are like deeply rooted in like religious figures. So a lot of Saint Louis and even, um, yeah, Saint Anne de Beaupré. Like there's just a lot of places that are named after religious figures, even when it's not, um, like obvious because there's a lot of them that will be like named after, um, their first name or their family name or whatever. And they don't all necessarily have the saint, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did find, we did talk about this a little bit before that the, the indigenous way of naming an area is usually based on what is there. And then the Acadian way is based on like, who was was there. there? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is very interesting that, that that was our approach. And and also, I mean, the, the you know the fictional story of Evangeline had a lot to do with some of the places that were named um, after 
that you know that story came out, which was, I mean, it wasn't that long ago compared to you know some of the some of the villages that were named. But I mean, you know, um, I'd Evangeline love to know and Gabriel. Yeah, I'd love to know why they named the town of Souris after a mouse. It's probably not a mouse, Allison. <laughs> but it could I'm, be. But I doubt it. <laughs> but it sure could be. Because the Acadian, <laughs> well, the Acadian, the uh, a, a Canadian, uh, the Acadian Peninsula there is is more in the southern part, yes. um, and and up on the western is more of the Acadian. So <laughs> try to Google Souris what, what instead was of Souris. Souris, which is uh, it's it's French for either mouse or. Let's go with smile. <laughs> think, the village called Smile. I think Sugi means uh, grandmother, right? In Megama. Really? Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it means. Uh, Sugi, grandmother. I'm gonna say I don't. Is it I don't really say that Google. word very often, but I don't know to be honest because I was kind of told. Uh, was it Migaju was grandmother as well? Because when my grandmothers go by Juju, yeah, yeah, and then there's no aunt. I don't know if this one. No aunt. It means an aunt. I think is an aunt. Oh, that's what it means. Aunt. Yeah, aunt. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. (laughs) After thirty years, I'm learning. (laughs) We both. Welcome back, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. My iPhone died. It went from 100% to 0% in this recording session, but I knew it was going to happen, so I had my iPad ready to go <laughs> the second I needed to switch. I just wasn't fast well, Warren is forearmed. <laughs> One example that, and again, I'm, I may be showing my ignorance here, so please do correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, of an, you know, an example of kind of a, a geographic naming feature that I think comes from settlers, I think from Acadians, but I could be wrong uh, because this is out of my area, but I think somebody, but just somebody tell me about, about Petticodiac, uh, about about the, the tiny elbow. It's named after the tiny elbow in the river, which is, that's that's French, right? Petticod. Like, tiny elbow is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I originally that's thought that. So I name, don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but, but I, I, don't know, but I thought the that. original name was actually uh, first, like a, a indigenous, an indigenous. I did too. Yeah. Unless it would have been a section that, that would have been Pitikud inside Pitikodiak. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah, like the, 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 not not so much maybe the community, but the river that it, that it got. And again, I mean that that one version right. of its name, right? So. You know, that's it. Not to say that it's there was an elbow. Be, be all men all name, but yeah, that's it. Interesting. And of course, and of course, to kind of draw this all back to where we started. I mean, probably one of the best. You know, uh, well, one of the ones, one of the ones that first comes to my mind, of course, in terms of names of places, is of course Bow Bears, right? So Boy, you know, wow. you, you, that, that's it. You know, starting off, of course, as uh, and again, my apologies for pronunciation. Um, but uh, the island of the pines, um, you know, then to L'Ile de Boisbert, then to Beaubert's Island. And I mean, it's interesting, you know, for me as I, as I was doing the research to be able to see kind of the, the, the slow transformation of, you know, L'Ile de Boisbert, B-O-I-S-H-E-B-E-R-T, 
and then early maps going B O, uh, no, B O I S B E R E. So what <laughs> there? Yeah. Er, yeah. And then slowly, then B O B E R E, and then B E A U B A I R, <laughs> er, and then eventually to where it's where it's spelled today. So you know this slow transformation. It's called of, plain of telephone. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah. You know, some cartographers writing this down, yeah. and somebody's telling them what you know what what this would be called. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, but yeah. So it's but like I say. But yeah, and then to kind of understand, because again, I know that uh, I was with you on that trip uh, to, to Bonaventure uh, in, in 2016. And again, the, the, there was a sense of, you know, uh, what is the name of, of, of this piece of land, you know, and, you know, to understand today that the interpretation speaks about all three. Uh, but that's something that, again, that I think that uh, the Friends of Bull Bears is... Uh, are often discussing, you know what I mean, and, and how we understand uh, and call uh, that place. I'll uh, do a little fun fact here before before we wrap up this episode to say that uh, in Miramichi we have Carrefour Beausoleil, Beausoleil from Beausoleil Broussard. Beausoleil Broussard is the great, great, great great-grandfather of Beyonce Knowles. But, but, but they don't... Rachel, don't rain on my parade right now. <laughs> they don't brag about it. <laughs> no, we have talked about yeah. how it got to that point because of slavery. Yes. Bad news. Shouldn't have done that. There's no excuse for that. But it is true that that's kind of where that uh, lineage came from. Mm-hmm. So just saying, if Beyonce wanted to come and visit Miramichi, I'd be more than happy yeah. to give her a tour of the school. We could be related. <laughs> we could be related. <laughs> That's where I got my singing abilities There from. you go. From your oh, long-lost cousin, Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> the Knowles family, but of course. Somebody just, somebody just volunteered to do the Christmas jingle, I think, Sean. There you go. Thank you, Sarah. Do Thank Beyonce you. Do Beyonce style. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my audio. Take that. Well, that was great. Thank you guys for um, for inviting me, um, for bringing all these memories back. It's it's just it's it's really cool. Um, I've had I've had a lot of fun chatting with all of you, and I've learned you know I've learned from you guys just as much as I'm you know I'm, I'm giving out the information. So thank you for all of that, Rachel. Thank, thank you for being our guest and also for being my mother. It is appreciated. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> cool. I'm going to come over for supper. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I, I, I echo half of those sentiments, as you are not my mother, but, you know, um, thank you very much for joining us. I'm very grateful for my own mother. Mom, I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. That's it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much. And thank you, uh, dear listeners, uh, for, uh, for, uh, 
watching these these last 11 episodes. We're going to be taking a break uh, over over the holidays, but we will be back again in January. And uh, I would also, of course, like to thank all of my uh, all of my colleagues, Tasha, Sarah, Allison, you know what I mean, for 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 uh, participating in all these episodes and, and bailing me out on occasion. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we definitely hope that uh, each and every one of you uh, enjoy the festive season in the way that you most enjoy and with the people that you like to enjoy it with. Uh, you know, like I say, uh, uh, I know myself, I mean, you know, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to sitting down and watching my favorite Christmas movie, Ernest Saves Christmas. Um, so, you know, we're, whatever, whatever your favorite, you know, uh, holiday flick may be, you know what I mean? Um, you know, or, you know, music or any of that, we hope that you enjoy it with, like, again, uh, all through the season. And, uh, we wish you all the best and we will see you once again in the new year. Um, anything more from uh, the panel? I'd like to leave everybody on a quote from Beyonce. Oh my God. Just to wrap things up. Uh, I believe she once said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> so. That was deep. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year. Yes.